Welcome to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. This is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Rick Rowan. He's a healthcare entrepreneur, innovator and facilitator. Rick's the founder of NeuroCore Bioelectronics, a UK-based medical technology company specialising in non-implantable electroceuticals and bioelectrical medicine. The company is evidence-led and research-driven with proven healthcare applications providing therapeutical treatments for a variety of conditions. He's an internationally recognised thought leader and expert commentator in the health tech space, and his consumer lifestyle medicine devices have been featured in Forbes as one of the best healthcare gadgets and gizmos of 2018. Rick's overarching goal is to use NeuroCore's innovative, evidence-led bioelectronic technology to create a positive impact on people's quality of life on a global scale. Hey, Rick, how are you going? Hey, Pete, how are you? Pretty good. Thanks for, for waking up early in the morning over in the uh, UK. Whereabouts in the UK are you? I'm down south in the Hampshire area. Nice. Um, we've had some lovely weather or English summer weather. Yeah. Getting on to English summer. Oh, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah, nice. Hey, look, we got introduced through uh, Dr. James Sommer. He's, I interviewed him for, for this podcast. He's got his own podcast, the, the Health Tech Podcast, I think it's called now. And uh, I think you did a interview way back on episode 19 or something of his of, of his ones. Yeah, seems um, a millennia ago. Yeah, nice one. Well, he's up to episode a, a billion and 15, I think. So um, good on him. It's worth checking out. Hey, so let's jump into it then. NeuroCore Bioelectronics. What do you do? What's the problem you solve and, and who's it for? So Neurocore Bioelectronics is a company that researches and develops software for bioelectrical applications. A bioelectrical or bioelectronics in general can be anything from pacemakers through to cochlear implants for that matter. We focus primarily on non-invasive technologies for the use in areas such as pain management, neuromuscular treatment, microcurrent for tissue applications such as wound healing, and that also obviously flows into pain management and inflammation. But uh, bioelectronics in itself is a very, very broad area of science and medicine. A lot of industries, pundits call it electroceuticals because it's sort of an equivalent of the pharmaceutical company mm. in the bioelectrical space. But it's quite broad range. Neurocore primarily focuses on non-implantables for both clinical and consumer products, and it's all software for consumer products. Yeah, okay. And clinical products, yeah. So, NeuroCore, how did it all come about? Tell us the, the story that led to where you guys are today. My discovery into uh, nerve, bioelectrical nerve treatments, such as the Humboldt TENS machine, was quite accidental. Through that process, which is, I won't bore you with that story, but uh, I co-founded a company in Oz, actually, uh, that ended up um, with some global reach. That company was primarily focused on consumer products, and the area of pain management. So not dissimilar to what people traditionally think about with regards to TENS machines or neuromuscular stimulators. Mm. But it was more about the, the development of the products than it was the technology. And there just was, it was time to move on from that. It sort of grown to a little point where I'd outgrown where that was headed. And I felt that there was still a hugely untapped opportunity for biological medicine. Companies, Galvani, I'm not sure if you've heard of Galvani, Bioelectronics, they've had funding through companies like GSK and Google Verily Life Sciences in, in up to close to a billion dollars for R&D in the area of implantables. And the applications themselves are still just untapped, even with the you know non-implantables. Things, wound care, neurological, the, the pain management side, it's still in its very, very infant stages. 
And I think the McKinsey report recently sort of echoed exactly the same thing. It's, it's just starting. And I see bioelectronic medicine or bioelectrical medicine as an opportunity there to, to have a huge impact in global healthcare. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's go next level. So, so bioelectronics, what's the science behind it all and some of the technical aspects to help me understand a bit more? So electricity has been used in therapeutic applications for centuries, from as far back as the ancient Egyptians and, and Romans, per se, where they were using those electric fish for treating things like migraine and, and pain ailments. And then you went through the Edison and the Galvani mm. era, actually, uh, where medical devices or electrical devices are also used to treat everything from cancer through to a range of diseases as well as symptoms. At the advent of the pharma era, you know, it sort of took a back seat as pharmaceuticals, particularly in the area of things like pain management, became mainstream. Mm. It had a resurgence in the 80s and 90s as the technology and devices got smaller, but even still it required a, an expert operator or, or somebody with knowledge to, to use them. And then moving uh, a big jump into more modern times, we move into smaller, more compact devices. Now, as I said, defibrillators, pacemakers, these are all using bilateral currents to stimulate a certain outcome. When you start to look at uh, things like pain management, or when I start to look at it, what would happen is there's tens of thousands of studies of the medicine. And you can look at two studies that are using identical protocols or identical applications, for instance, for back pain or some other clinical application. And you'll see one that shows significant impact and another which which says that it's ineffective. Hmm. And I started to ask why that was. And when you start looking at the different frequencies eliciting different outcomes for different applications, you start to understand that uh, most of the studies, which is single waveform, not all, but most, are really flawed in their application in a lot of ways because what your body might need for, just talking about pain here, what it might need now, as in frequency, won't be just one frequency. It might be several different frequencies that, that it needs to relieve back pain. And then tomorrow, we might need something else or in an hour, it might need something else. Hmm. So you're looking at these single frequency formulations was quite flawed in, in my eyes. So I started to think about how we might formulate. So an example might be that traditional prescription for back pain might be a painkiller and an anti-inflammatory, something to treat the, the symptom of the injury to reduce the pain. There's ways of reducing inflammation through tissue stimulation as well as you know, the pain side of things. So what happens when you start to combine those together with the electrical formulations that should have been shown to be effective in that area. So we've scoured through thousands, I personally through thousands of studies, and we still do almost on a daily basis go through latest evidence. Hmm to formulate so we've created a lot of base formulations for you know for, for pain management then we move into the other areas such as reduction of muscle atrophy stimulation of, of muscle for particular outcomes for things like aging protein synthesis for those who are immobile a whole range of of applications mm. so you guys focus predominantly on the software side of things like what's the product when we start thinking about what neurocord develops or creates so the, the software is the heart of it. So yes, add to that the delivery method by way of the hardware itself. So I mean, we try to make the consumer hardware easy to use as possible, uh, fits into lifestyle. So we've moved from frequency selection into what we call apps, so applications. So on you know, one of our handheld devices might have pain and then pain plus, which is sort of got pain and, and anti-inflammatory type frequencies. Then we've got training for, training can be for athletes or training might be for sedentary individuals. Mm. And then we've got the recovery side, recovery covering everything from postpartum for abdominal 
recovery through to injury recovery. A recovery in essence is not similar across the board, including post-surgery, which for which we've had some great results. But it is, yeah, we developed the software that goes into hardware. At the moment, we've launched with a consumer product, but we're well down the development path for a number of both clinical and professional use applications. Yeah, okay. And you say, so it's focusing on consumer, I guess, at the moment, and then, and then broadening out. How does a consumer get their hands on, on a NeuroCore piece of equipment now or software now? So we've got a... We've got a growing number in the UK. We've got a growing number of pharmacies who run in-store pain clinics, actually, so that people can trial the product. And Mm. not currently, obviously, that's been a bit of a problem. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) in a a non-COVID life, yes. (laughs) In a non-COVID life, yeah. As well as through other retail outlets, as well as through, again, we've got a growing number of of both GPs and specialists, particularly in the area of orthopedics. Mm. We're recommending that their patients either use a pre-operative or post-operatively, as well as for a number of other musculoskeletal uh, issues, So, as well as directly through the website. But keeping in mind that our consumer product is just one vertical of our growth technology, and we're a less than two-year-old startup. Yeah, right. So we're only in the very, very early stages. Yeah, it's, it's a lot happening in a shorter space of time. And so you're based in the UK, but I think you've got a bit of an Australian presence as well. Is that right? We we do obviously. I'm well. I'm gonna say obviously. I hope I sound still sound Australian. I'd be disappointed if I didn't. What I, I was thinking. There's like it's partly an Australian accent, but partly he sounds like a he's to one side or another. So you're on the fence, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, so both parties think I've got a twang, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I grew up. I grew up in Sydney. You're sounding more Australian um, now, by the way. Just so you know. Oh, but. good. Yeah. I'll, I'll lay it on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, I incorporated the company in. Um, April of 2018. It really didn't start until August of 2018 when I moved my family to the UK right. and it kicked off in an Airbnb in Winchester. <laughs> so that's where it started. Nice. Nice. So from, from that point, actually, we have got distribution in, in five countries, US, Australia, New Zealand, Norway, and the UK domestically. I mean, we distribute to many more. We have distributors in those territories already and growing. And we've been very fortunate with through the thousands of consumer products we've already sold. We've had a, a hugely positive response with consumer we, we call them n equals once but um, <laughs> with a huge consumer positive consumer response yeah across the globe so mm. yeah we're very happy yeah nice nice and so sh- shifting gears a little bit so it looks like you've launched your own podcast on bioelectronics as well in in the health tech space tell us a little bit more about that yeah, we, so we believe it's, it's the first of its type. We often have, you know, whether it's with pain clinics or physicians or or clinicians, we're often having really great conversations, but often the same questions are coming up. They've got huge interest in the science, particularly around the area of microcurrent, which is absolutely fascinating. So we felt the podcast was an opportunity there for us to both invite some of these, particularly industry experts, some of our science team, as well as other team members to discuss and generally help to, I'm not going to say educate, but to help with the awareness of it because, as I said, the same conversations sort of repeat over and then the same positive responses. To it. So it was a good opportunity for us to create a platform where whereby we could both help educate as well as give exposure to, to the science and, and what we're up to. So let's have some really great engaging discussions with other industry pundits in the health tech and science space. Mm-hmm. When I think like my bag has very much been around the, um, you know, health tech software side of things. And I, I mm-hmm. must admit, not so much on the bioelectronic side or other kind of 
not you're not quite devices but you know what i mean around that kind of area too it's the yeah it's a little bit of an unknown for me so it's fascinating i'm definitely going to be checking out more of your uh, podcast for that what are some areas that are of particular interest or fascination right now in in that space when i think in my area it's stuff like ai and machine learning what what's what's kind of hot in your area right now so that's a very good question and without giving away too much <laughs> it's quite a an early development phase but the things that you just mentioned will become a primary focus going forward mm. because what we're all about is at the moment we manually optimize through subjective if you like i mean you could call it objective but it's it, at the end of the day it is subjective for what formulations are chosen for what applications based off the evidence that we can find for those frequencies or for those formulations and uh, you know even in simplest forms algorithms around those protocols will be part of the future and then there's the personalized optimization so uh, there's the baseline optimizations. So certainly, you know, software is going to play a huge part in that in the next, you know, 6, 12, 18 months. Mm. And then going forward at the moment, we've been approached by a number of biosensor startups and, and established companies because it's a, a huge area that is currently moving at pace so that we can look at the feedback real time and then optimize for the individual's. And I think that personalized optimization, as well as the optimization of the app for app particular applications, so whether that's back pain, knee pain, wound care, or some other therapeutic intervention, that software, the AI side, the machine learning side is going to play, but as it is across the medical industry, mm. personalization of, of pharmaceuticals is one as a sort of a race at the moment. Yeah, totally. Hey, look, to round things out a little bit, Rick, looking at Neurocore specifically, like so we've talked a little bit about the industry, but looking at Neurocore specifically, what, what are you guys working on at the moment or what can people expect to see from you in the near future? So from the consumer side, we are working on some new technology for the sports science side, so training and recovery, new technology that is going to be quite disruptive in the recovery sector, particularly for professional sports teams. That also obviously includes the weekend warrior as well as the physios who are dealing with it. But um, the other one that we are very heavily focused on is wound care. So we've done a lot of economic modelling, plus there is quite a lot of economic modelling that already exists for wound care applications both chronic and acute settings. Chronic and acute means everything from diabetes, non-healing ulcers through to orthopedics for you know elective surgery, pre, perio and post. So these are these are probably the, the three sectors that are the biggest things that are going to come out of us in the next 12 to 18 months. Nice one. Just as you're talking through some of that there, I start to think, well, that's a, that's a pretty vast array of areas when you like, it's all within healthcare, I guess, or within medicine, but it's mm-hmm. everything from... It's such a different, it's not, it's on a particular niche. It's quite a broad kind of topic that's resolved through a particular um, solution. So how does the healthcare industry kind of keep up with this? I, I would expect that's kind of pretty important for, for you, like the education around the technology, the evidence, the way that it operates. How does that become more kind of known within the healthcare industry so that people have these kind of solutions available to them? So if you think about Again, going back to the parallel with the pharmaceutical company. Mm. So if you think about pharmaceuticals, the big pharma companies cover a very broad range, but they've got vertical either subsidiaries or, or teams, or they've got companies within sub-companies that work within those particular spaces. Yeah. We are the same. Yeah. So we have, we have vertical subsidiaries that have specialists and 
experts within, for instance, wound care, you know, um, in our wound care team, which is obviously small by comparison to some of the, the bigger companies, but we, we've got a huge area of, of experience working within that area. We're just about to launch an animal product, this one specifically focused for, for equine. And the you know, development of that came from, again from the experience within the areas that are needed there, from both the wound care and the uh, the treatment side. Mm. Similarly, we've formed a anaesthetics, which is another conversation altogether that we haven't covered here, yeah. but that has been seed funded by a, a retired anaesthetist who happens to be a bioelectronics expert for, for that particular particular application, mm. and that is how we're we're able to do it. He's not, you know, we 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 can treat all these things. Yeah. We're actually developing within these verticals specifically for those applications. It's just, as you mentioned, it's the software for each is going to be um, specific to those rather than a blanket cover, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Look, I'll, Rick, I really appreciate it. I'm, I'm going to be tuning into your podcast and I'll make sure that everyone's got access to that in the show notes of this one so they can check it out too. And also for any information about NeuroCore, you'll be able to see that in the notes of this episode too. Rick, thanks so much for Wonderful. your time. Wonderful. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Go check out the website, contribute to the forum, listen to other episodes and get in touch with feedback about the show because collaboration starts with a conversation. Speak to you next time.